Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now you got to make it happen. You have to turn that all into the energy to stay there. And that's not always easy. But you think about, man, I'm a professional. I'm going to be paid. I'm going to get a check in a couple of days that's bigger than anything I've ever seen in my life. For the veterans, it's a little different. It's like, okay, how is this going to be different than some of the other years? Is there that expectation? Is this just a training camp where we may only win four or five games and that's what Vegas tells us? Or is this going to be a season where we have playoff potential or championship potential? And I think the the ability to gel together with the other guys year after year after year. Mike Ken played 17 years here in Atlanta, and he started every game that he ever played in. And I remember the first year that I was here, we made the playoffs. This was in 91. We went... You know, the year the, the Braves went from worst, worst to first, first then, we end up getting right, the wild and the card. Next year, of course, Super Bowl, right. And Mike says before that week's uh, wild card game at Houdat Stadium, he goes, guys, I've been here 10 years. And we went to the playoffs my first year, my third year, and we haven't been since. So there's a, there's an urgency that, that you would have. So all kinds of different emotions. But eventually, once you get your uniform on, you get comfortable. Now i got a job to do. And that starts at 1 o'clock. And can I keep it together and play the way that they expect me to and I expect me to and make this team a better a better organization? Former Falcon Harbor LaBelle, Joe uh, Patrick, our Falcons insider and reporter, alongside John Fricke at the Wade Ford tailgate uh, spot here along Northside Drive on this opening day. Joe, uh, you know, Harbor was talking about expectations here and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, excitement and all that kind of good stuff. The biggest question when Harper talks about rookies and you talk about the importance of Bijan or, or Matthew Bergeron or the newcomers like Bud Dupree and Onyemata and Bates and down the list and Calais and whatnot, they didn't get a whole lot of time in the preseason. The biggest question among a lot of Falcons fans, including me, is are they ready? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of Falcons fans heard Mike Tomlin speak about this in the third because he was obviously the opposing coach in the third preseason game. And I think that a lot of them um, felt what he was saying, where he's saying, like, you can't before you go boxing, you got to spar, you know, and that's what we didn't really see that much of from these Falcon starters in the in the preseason, get them getting out there on the field. But John and Harper, I got to tell you, you know, will they be ready? Who knows? The honest answer is I don't know. We'll see when the, when the game kicks off at 1 o'clock. But I was in this Falcons locker room on Monday, and Drake London was asked a very generic question. Did you enjoy the time off? You had the weekend off. You know, it's the last weekend off you're going to have in, in so long. Uh, did you enjoy it? Drake came out immediately and goes, I hated it. I hated not being here. I hated not focusing on the game. I felt like I came out here on Monday and I wasn't the same. 
that is the kind of attitude that so many of these young players have. It's the kind of attitude that I think that this Falcons organization has looked at when they've gone to draft. They want these kinds of characters in in the in the locker room and when you add that from young players on top of this this veteran experience leadership that they've added uh, onto the roster over the offseason i think that's really where you get the the magic happening 18 days since the falcons were on the field in that game against pittsburgh harper 24 days since the the starters were on the field are you concerned about kind of a little bit of rust at the beginning of the game i think the whole league is concerned about that because remember we used to have the four preseason games now that's been whittled down to three and the third is one that generically all coaches agree i'm not going to play my starters i'm not going to lose a guy i don't want anyone to get hurt so it is a an extended period of time yeah three weeks are you kidding me so there's going to be rust but the whole league will have rust the only teams that don't have rust right now are detroit and kansas city because they played on thursday and they're going to already be healing up and getting ready for the next game the difference between game one and game two can be exponential in that ah i made a mistake i'm not going to make it again we're going to correct the mistake and we're going to make sure that we get that taken care of and and don't get exposed for some weaknesses and communication and other things that you have that every team has in in week one problems uh, and in simple errors that are made but hopefully they don't cost you a ball game Wade Ford tailgate show uh, Joe Patrick uh, back to Flowery Branch. Certainly, the Falcons are aware. They, they listen to the radio. Obviously, they listen to us, and they they read the the papers and whatnot of the expectations of the fans for this season. Do they share those expectations, and do they care what the fans' expectations are, or only their own expectations? What they, what Arthur Smith and, and Terry Fontenot and the coaching staff and the players expect that they will do this year? Well, I, I think that they really stay true to their own expectations, but I think the beautiful thing here is that these expectations, I think, are, are in alignment between what fans expect and what the players expect. And it's interesting because maybe even you would say that fans almost um, ha- have almost feel certain type of way about this team like they've already done something when you talk to these players it's so clear that they have you know i know it's cliche but it's almost a chip on the shoulder it's like they they know that they haven't won anything because they haven't experienced it you know like a guy like drake london has not experienced you know winning or going to a playoff game in the nfl and that's something that they're really striving for as desperately as they can and and that permeates really throughout the entire roster and again it goes back to just the determination and character that these guys have fundamentally like they want to go out there and it's not even just about the game today they want to beat you in practice they want to beat you on every rep you know it's like that's the kind of mentality that so many players on this team have they don't they don't give up anything and that permeates from arthur smith directly he talked about it on dukes and bell earlier earlier this week they're not going to give up anything they're not going to put a ceiling on what they can potentially accomplish they want to do everything and we'll see how far that gets them this year i would think and agree with joe everything that you said absolutely there are some fans who say if we don't win x amount of games it's a lost season you've heard it for yeah, years sure, sure we've heard it on the radio i would imagine that somewhere in that locker room arthur smith the head coach is whispering sweet nothings into their ears every time our goal is to win the super bowl no doubt. Now, one way to get there is we have to win the division. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you break the season down, however you do, there's different formulas that people have, but that has got to be your goal. You know when Notre Dame goes through the tunnel, play like a champion today, when they go through the tunnel to get down the field, they, everyone hits that sign. Mm-hmm. There, we don't have that in the pros, really. But there are certain things that we have to accomplish as a team, and one of them is win opening day and then do all the other things that we need to do joe is exactly right but there are certain expectations i don't think that the season is lost if we lose the game but i'm going to tell you right now win the division that's goal number one when we get to the broadcast of the game today the halftime show will be brought to you by ticketmaster ticketmaster is the official ticket marketplace for the falcons 
and the NFL. When we get back in the Wade Ford Tailgate Show, how cool is this? We got a tailgate show going Let's on go. for an opening day. What does uh, Drake London say about Desmond Ritter? What does Frank Reich, the Carolina Panthers coach, say about Bryce Young? Next, live on Sports Radio 92 the game. It is the opening game of the 2023 season. I cannot tell you how excited I am. I'm trying to temper my expectations <laughs> and my excitement of the Atlanta Falcons this year. We are live outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the smooth lot directly across from the brand-new Hilton. And you can come by and see the Wade Ford uh, set up here and say hi to Joe Patrick and hi to Harper LaBelle. And we're hey, broadcasting Joe. and getting ready. Hey, and- Joe, you know that John doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve Never. ever. That's Never. right. That's- yeah. <laughs> All right, let me, let me list the reasons uh, why this is such a an important game for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, uh, talk to me about whether or not th- this team understands the importance. I'm sure they do, but d- to what degree here? It is the opener, home opener. It is at home where you want to start to establish yourself as a difficult place to play, something they have not done since they moved to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm-hmm. It is in the division. It is again, It's in the conference. It's against a rival. And today you have an opportunity to win a game where for the first time in six calendar years, you're going to win an opening game, and for the first time in nearly six calendar years, you'd be above 500. Yeah, and and, and then this game is so important. The Falcons obviously are, this is kind of the, the, the first game of them really building something, starting something, this project really in earnest. You can say the same thing for the Carolina Panthers. That's at least how they feel about things coming in with Bryce Young, and I think that the most important reason that you that this game is so important is because You do not want to make this a good experience for Bryce Young. You want Bryce Young to go into Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the first time in his career and leave in pain, miserable. You know, you do not want him coming back to this stadium again, thinking about this you know good performance that he had in his in his debut here. He's going to be a quarterback that you face time and time again for many years to come. He's going to be you know get used to him like you got used to seeing Drew Brees and all these guys. Um, You do not want that to get started on a good foot for Bryce Young. So I think defensively for the Falcons it's especially important to really just be in his face and really you know, get pressure on him. It's obviously been an issue for the Falcons the last couple of years, but I think that's one of the reasons why this game is so important. You know, you were talking, Harper, about, you know, if the expectation is to make the playoffs or win the NFC South, and that there are a lot of ways to break down the schedule, but the fact is, when you do look at the Falcons' schedule, they have four of their first six games at home. They're playing Carolina. They're playing Green Bay with Jordan Love in his second start. You're playing Houston and a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. You're playing Washington with Sam Howell. Those four games at home, you got to find a way. you got to get three wins, if not all four. Tell me how the stars align to where you get that favorable schedule. Where last year we were playing Cincinnati and some other teams that were, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I agree not with that. Not to mention the, the Saints on opening day. Yeah. Just the stars align, John, and then take advantage of it. You better take advantage of it. And and to Joe's point, you don't want, Bryce Young has played here before. Right. Yeah. At what, the University of Alabama. So he's mm-hmm. had some experience yep. in this building, but not in a Carolina uniform. So welcome him. I'm going to give him a real light clap, <laughs> and then I'm going to say, beat him up. That's right. That's <laughs> Come right. on, Falcon. And defense, beat him up. Joe Dupree or Lorenzo Carter or Grady, I want you to get at him three or four or five times. Yeah, kind of odd to, to stop and think for a second, Joe, that Bryce Young – and Desmond Ritter share something. They both started a game against the Georgia Bulldogs right. at Mercedes-Benz that's, that's right. That's right. So they do both have some experience here. You know, what, what you talked about there, John, the way that the Falcons kind of line up with all, all these young quarterbacks early on in the season, 
it's really a great opportunity for this team, but it's also, it can go the other way. You know, if they do not get the results against some of these quarterbacks, not just the rookies, but, you know, Jordan Love, Sam Howell, like you were talking about, these are opportunities for the Falcons to, to pick up wins and to put themselves in a really good position early on in the season so that you don't feel like you're kind of clawing back from the end of it so that you can put yourself in a position toward the end of the season where you control your own destiny. But if, it, if you do not take advantage of those opportunities, then it's going to work completely against you in the other way. So it's you really know, important. We don't want to be sitting late in the season going, what if, what if, what if, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? The Atlanta Falcons talking this week, and, of course, Joe covering the team down there, able to get on a, a number of uh, interesting sound bites. Let's begin here. Uh, Harper, this is Drake London. Uh, Desmond Ritter making his first opening day start, only his fifth NFL start. There are a lot of questions about Desmond Ritter. A lot of fans question Desmond Ritter. This is what Drake London said about Desmond Ritter. He only had four games last year. People didn't really see all of Des um, in an entire. But uh, now they get to see him and, and get get to see what he does. So I think he'll shut a lot of people up and, and silence those doubters for sure. You know, one of the things about that soundbite, Joe, is Desmond Ritter is the reigning heir apparent with four games in this division. Yeah. No other quarterback has played four the games longest in this division. Quarterback in the, in the now, South. Derek division, Carr right. is going to come with uh, multiple years of experience, but none as a champion, or at least none as a starting quarterback in, in, in this NFC South. So it's going to be new for everybody, but I like the way that the guys have been talking about how much communication that they've need to do in training camp and how many routes that they were running with Tyler Algier and just different guys that have gotten together and go, Desmond's our guy. And he's going to be our guy for a while, and we're going to do everything we can to help make that happen. And I was actually the one who asked the question to Drake London there to get that response. What I was asking him was kind of about some of the lines we've seen from Vegas about Desmond Ritter's numbers that are basically projecting him to get benched at some point this season or suffer some sort of long injury. And that's what he was saying. It's it's so sad people have not seen out of him what I've seen out of him in the way that he prepares, the way he gets ready. And I think something that people forget is he started – over 50 games in college. Like, this guy yeah. has that kind of leadership experience that you need out of the position. Third leading winning quarterback in, in college history with 47. I like, we saw little flashes of it, tiny little flashes of it against Cincinnati in the preseason. I think, you, like last year with Marcus Mariota, he is going to fake a handoff and he's going to roll out either with one lineman or he's going to have naked bootlegs and he's going to try to buy some time. Mm-hmm. I think early and often that's what we're going to try to do. Mm-hmm. Drag routes, crossing routes, man-to-man coverage, if we see that, that's going to be his ability to expose that offensively because that's a tool that he brings. It's something he can do. He can roll out, he can get outside the pocket, buy himself some extra time with his legs you're mentioning uh, as we look at the new quarterbacks in the league there is a new head coach in the uh, in the division frank reich comes over from the indianapolis colts he is the new head coach of the carolina panthers so the panthers start today with frank reich who's a former nfl quarterback and a noted uh, quarterback whisperer uh, and he has a chance with his, his rookie quarterback bryce young they both make their debut as carolina panthers and this is what frank reich the head coach of carolina said about the former alabama star starting his first game He's our leader on offense, and have confidence he's going to grow into the player that uh, that we all want him to be. Come on, Frank! You got to say a little more than just that. <laughs> come on, hey, Frank's a lifer. Grow though. into it. Life, he, he he went to Maryland and he played with Boomer, and then he's behind Jim Kelly. He is responsible for one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history when they were down what thirty-five points to Houston in a playoff game. He started in the first game here 
1995. Their organization, the Carolina Panthers, first quarterback, first play was here in 95 uh, hmm. as a Carolina Panther, and he's been coaching. He's a lifer, like I said. Frank is a guy that had to deal with this uh, Brian Burns situation, and he did it admirably, in my opinion, where he just said, I just want to play football. We're going to let other people take care of that. i got to get my team ready to play, well, and they will be ready to play. Frank Reich talks about Bryce Young growing into this position. I think it's going to be very difficult to do that today because he does not have a lot of pieces around him. We're going to get into it in the injury report later, but they're missing a lot of receivers, potential receivers. I mean, just in general, even with the receivers are available, this offense is just not kind of star-studded the way that the Falcons is, and they don't have the kind of playmakers that the Falcons do, and they're going to eventually rely so much on Bryce Young to be that playmaker, be the guy who elevates the rest of the team, but it's it, you know, in his first NFL game, it's hard to see that. You know, Harper, I, you didn't play quarterback, but I can't imagine, I mean, what is what it's like for a rookie quarterback when you don't show him anything, right? And then suddenly you get in. You, you got a little sense in the preseason of game speed in the NFL, but suddenly you're going to go up against Ryan Nielsen's defense, and they're going to give you a look pre-snap and shift, and you're going to have to try and make all those adjustments. It comes at you. Life comes at you fast <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, I I played for Buddy Ryan one year, and, and when Buddy was in Arizona. We pl- we pl- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Played against them. Bobby Bear was saying we had six guys that we had to block, and we only had five. So we bring in a tight end. Then they would bring seven. Then we kept Ironhead Hayward in. And then they would bring eight. They brought eight guys because we only had seven. Buddy was going to put pressure on Bobby no matter what. I think we're going to put pressure on Bryce. He has to grow in the position. You're 5'9". You better be 6'4", and you're not going to be because that's the type of I, – I, I honestly uh, think that early and often we're going to absolutely put pressure on him and try to force him into throwing a ball away. The, get, the thing that he has that nobody else has is he has experience as a Heisman Trophy winner at the University of Alabama. I'm telling you right now, if anybody 
prepared for this type of moment. It was through that Alabama situation that that I think that's the one thing he has going for him. And his escapability is something you got to contain him. You can't get outside contain because he can use his feet. To and he doesn't look even if he's rattled. He doesn't look right. like he's rattled. Right, so exactly. he has that in his favor as well. Uh, Arthur Smith, uh, Joe, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, talking about the fact that you know while they're going to try and mix it up a little bit and give uh, Bryce Young looks he's never seen. The Falcons on defense are preparing for what they think might be a little bit of trickery from the Carolina Panthers. And then, yeah, there's going to be things. It's every week. Things come up, and you know, that's what people game plan. And you know, they may have a trick play of the week, and are there special teams? You know, that's been a thing with, with Hecker and uh, coming back to his history and Tabor. I mean, they I'm sure they got something cooked up, and you know, you got to make sure your rules and your discipline snap in and snap out. And Arthur Smith there is talking about the, the, the Carolina's punter, actually, Johnny Hecker, who has a heck of an arm and, and can throw the ball. And then we actually saw them in practice this week preparing for that, preparing see uh, see Bradley Pinion throwing some <laughs> throwing some uh, passes there to get the, the, the punt coverage team ready. But, no, I mean, that, that's what week one, that's the, the, the volatility or the variability that it presents is that you just haven't seen so much. And it's going to be about, you know, Arthur Smith talked about this this week, are you disciplined? Can you follow the rules of the structure of the scheme it, that that'll, that will allow you to have success no matter what kind of front you're facing or motions you're facing? That's Whatever team does that best is going to have a huge leg up in this game, and I have to think that the Falcons are just better prepared having played under Arthur Smith now for a couple of years, getting used to his system. I just think that this team is better adept, better equipped to be able to do, to do that. All right, so if you're the Falcons' defense, all these new starters, all these new pieces – I haven't had. We go back to the beginning of the show when we talked about are they ready? How do they all fit together? How do they play together? Uh, and how do they handle you know their assignments? Because you know defenses is an assignment game. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say if you know your assignment and do it, or you're encouraging the other guy that may not know his assignment to be in the right place at the right time, that obviously is one of the big keys to any defense. I was reminded when you were talking. John, you might remember this. One of the early old NFL films, remember, with Steve Sable was in, and Ed were, were doing. There's a Denver, I think it was Red Miller, the coach of the Denver Broncos, and he yells at the team. He goes, watch for the draw. And they said, watch for the screen. I'll watch for everything, you know, just, <laughs> and, and, it, and it made it made the show. And I'm thinking, and, and it's still that yeah, way. You yeah. got to look for everything that's out there and be ready for it. And that you need to know your assignment. Just have your area. Make sure you take care of the guy that's in front of you that is on the other side wearing a different color uniform. If I'm in the right space, right space at the right time, then good things can happen from a defensive perspective. You know, I, Watch for everything. I, 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 right. And I, you guys are getting me pumped up and fired up because it's like, you know, Christmas today. We've it waited is. so long for opening day. And, and it's kind of the realization driving into Mercedes-Benz Stadium today. And if you're in your car and you're headed down here for the game, you know, the realization that it is really game day, that we're really here with this football season. We got here, uh, you know, uh, just before the sun came up, a little bit of a touch of fall in the yeah, air. Yeah, a little crisp. Yeah. yeah. Little well, someone's fall. wearing a sweater, and, and that, you know, that, that would be uh, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wait a second. Hey, I got a little, got a little so jacket Some guys are wearing, you know, they're, they're not in their tees. <laughs> but, hey, listen, it's, it's, it's great to be here. It is, is the, the opening game of the season as we bring you the Atlanta Falcons of the Carolina Panthers kickoff at 1 o'clock today here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. When we get back in a moment, the season already underway. Harper mentioned it, the Detroit Lions with a big win on opening night on Thursday night. Some of that and a lot, a look at the at the NFC and a look around the NFC South. We'll get you ready for game day in the NFL next. Live on the Wade Ford Tailgate Show from Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sports Radio 92 on the game.
six in the gun. Ball is at the Kansas City 46. Chiefs are moving from left to right. The tight end is in motion. He looks into the nickel. It's a five-man rush. Mahomes throws a pass. Bobbled, intercepted on the ricochet and pulled down the near side. It's Branch, the rookie. He's down the sideline. 40, 30, 20, 10. He's in for a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes has thrown a pick six. The Lions have picked up Mahomes. I love Kevin Harlan. Westwood won. But to say that Patrick Mahomes threw a pick six uh, is to misunderstand. All right, if you're an old school boxing fan, Roberto Duran, Hansa Stone, Gadarius Tony have one of the worst days ever in the history of the NFL for a wide receiver. That ball was right there, and it bounced off his hands like Hansa Stone and right into uh, the waiting arms of the Detroit Lions. 21-20 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Smooth lot outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. One hour down and one hour closer to kickoff between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers on 92 on the game. John Fricky along with former Falcon Harper LaBelle. And, of course, we're talking to uh, we're talking to Joe Patrick, who's our Falcons insider. Guys, as we get towards the 10 o'clock hour here, we start to look around the league, and you look at that Detroit-Kansas City game. Uh, give me your first reaction, Joe, uh, to the Lions, who we see in two weeks going into Kansas City, regardless of no Kelsey and 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 whatnot for Kansas City and winning that game. You know, it's it's a credit to the Lions for winning a game, especially in the fashion that they did where it, it was a sloppy game. It wasn't really kind of, you know, we, we've envisioned the Lions, especially last year that, after that offense exploded, for them to kind of be this up-and-down team. It didn't really go that way, but maybe that did suit them in that particular game. I think we did learn how important Travis Kelsey is to that Chiefs team. I mean, goodness, Kadarius Toney was the MVP of that thing. Unfortunately, it wasn't for his own team. It was, he was the MVP of the game for the Lions. So, you know, it was just one of those games. It was a sloppy one. If you have so good being able to come out of Arrowhead with a win at, and the, to start your season, that's a perfect start. How about Lions fans? They've oh been waiting gosh. for decades, no John. They still haven't been to the Super Bowl. They're one of, uh, what, three teams now, Jacksonville and uh, and uh, Cleveland. Cleveland hasn't been, right? Um, they're 1-0. Yeah. I want to take a picture I mean, if I'm a – uh, just take a Houston. picture of the standings right now. We're 1-0. We're in yeah, first place. I mean, yeah, Houston, Texas. Never yeah, been. it's four teams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone else has been, but – They've been waiting for decades for something to happen. And to go for it on fourth down from your, what, 18-yard line and fourth and two and to, and to get it and just we're doing whatever we need to do, guys. Now, hopefully, Dan Campbell, by the end of the year, won't have to do trick plays in order to beat somebody. But how many times have we seen Kansas City at home in their red jerseys pull it out at the end for the last five or six years? That's what's made them what they are. To Super Bowl champions multiple times, and for them to lose at home and to be silenced by the Detroit Lions, that's an upsetting thing if I'm a Chiefs fan. Last time Lions won a playoff game was in 1991. Think about how many fans they have that haven't even been alive for Wayne a playoff Wayne Fonts was the head coach. Remember Wayne Fonts? So you know? Scott, Scott Mitchell? I think yeah, Mitch Scott Mitchell, there. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and Barry, some guy named Barry Sanders. Sanders. Right. I heard he was yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, this look around the NFL brought to you by Orchard. Sell your home and get... Pay twice. Luther Ellis, the, the, at the orchard.com. Please forgive me. The I know, but it left, I just had a had a. Re, re, do, we want to do the read again. Uh, no, it's okay. We'll get it. Orchard will be fine at orchard.com. Uh, today, uh, Aaron Rodgers makes his debut with the New York Jets. Uh, if you've been watching Hard Knocks, uh, you know even uh, you know some football fans talking about how he looks more relaxed and he's you know sex in the big city and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I, I I expect big things out of Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. And by the way, I'll even say this, Joe, I don't think this is a one-off. I think unless Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl this year, 
I don't think this is a one-time goodbye thing. I think he's going to be there for a couple of three Yeah, years. maybe not because it's a well-built team, and that's why there's so many expectations. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers kind of comes in to be that final piece that puts you over the top, but this is a team that obviously had a great defense last year, and if they had any semblance of a quarterback last year, they definitely would have been in the playoffs and making noise. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it all pans out. You do wonder with Aaron Rodgers if – you know, if things start to go wrong, if it could all kind of combust and, and explode. But I don't see that happening for this team. I think they're going to be reckoned with. I think they're, they're going to make the playoffs. One thing that he never had to deal with in Green Bay is throwing an interception and getting booed at home. That's true. It never happened. But you're right. The front seven for the Jets right now, Sala has those guys. Yeah. They are as good as anybody in the league. And if they play like that, especially today, and if they can beat Miami or if they get a win against New Orleans, or excuse me, excuse me not New Orleans, New England, and start turning that momentum around where they believe, um, sky's the limit for the Jets. John Fricky, Harper LaBelle, Joe Patrick on the WadeFord.com tailgate show live outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. In the NFC South, uh, Harper, the Titans uh, down in the swamp today, and here is uh, Derek Carr's debut, and of course, uh, you know, no Alvin Kamara, he's on suspension. Jake Hayner, their young uh, backup quarterback, suspended for six games. Uh, I don't know how much that affects them, but i tell you what I think might affect them more than they they want to talk about is losing Ryan Nielsen, losing David Onyemata, losing Caden Ellis. What do you expect? Terry Fontenot, yeah, Terry they've, Fontenot. they've had a massive exodus. The one thing that they have in their favor, they're, they're only second in the division in terms of dead cap money. Falcons are leading. They have a good 20 million. Remember last year it was 60-plus million dollars that they had because of Matt Ryan and Julio and all this dead money. The Saints only have 20, $29 million in the hole. Tampa, $76 million. That's almost half your, uh, your your roster right there. And Carolina's at 54. So you get rid of all the personnel issues that you have and then realize, well, the money problem isn't as bad as we thought. But will we, they be able to gel with the new quarterback, and how will he react if he throws a pick six and he gets booed there in New Orleans? You still have Chris Olave. You still have Mike Thomas. I mean, you still have weapons on that team. They do, they do, but I'm fading the Saints. I think that their offensive line is very questionable, and when you bring in Derek Carr, obviously the expectation is for him to be able to pass around the yard, get the ball to those playmakers that you were talking about, but I think he could be under a lot of pressure, especially in this game against the Titans, who you know you know what they're going to be built on, which is uh, an aggressive, tough defense and that brutal running game that just pounds people into submission with Derek Henry. I think it's a huge test for the Saints today, and to, to have that at home, I think, it's, I think it's a very difficult one. I'd be very interested to see how it all pans out in the end. And, again, it is Tampa Bay at Minnesota today. You mentioned Tampa Bay. I I, this, I think they took a – I don't know if it's a calculated risk or a big risk in bringing in Baker Mayfield here to go with Todd Bowles. I mean, they still have some playmakers, obviously, on this team. But they, they decided with that cap to go ahead and try and make a run this year. I think, Harper, were I a Tampa fan, I would have been pretty upset about that. I'm like, look, go ahead and go. Two and fifteen, you know, t- you know, take that L and go out and get a Caleb Williams. Go out and get a Michael Penix. You know, reset this franchise with a high pick. They may end up there anyway, but yeah. you know, a- at this point, that's a franchise that desperately needs a reset. Well, you lost. This is the first day in over twenty years that the league has gone without somebody named Tom Brady, and Tampa's experiment with him was we won a Super Bowl. Uh, it worked. Win for me. I'm okay. So this is the the fallout after the hurricane, right? You get this big, amazing event take place. You win it, and then uh, now we're going to have a couple years of very lean football, um, and we're $76 million in the hole in terms of the cap. So they have to rebuild 
Uh, I don't know if you want to tank in, in game one, John, but, you know, you may. You, you may think about it because uh, they, they've got a whole new leadership that they're going to have. They will be a completely look, uh, different-looking team in the next two years. Harper, it sounds like you're explaining like a, two, a two-night weekend bender, and then you wake up on Sunday morning at, at 8 a.m. when the sun starts coming up with your eyes creaking open and you know, with, the, with the bugs. What there. just happened here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. We need this video be replay to be able to review what we just did because I can't yeah. remember it all. But it, there were great times but, when Tom was there. Absolutely. But, it, but it's interesting because actually Arthur Smith spoke to this with Dirk. Uh, to this point with Dukes and Bell earlier this week about the Falcons' own rebuild and the fact that, you know, this team could have been one that went totally in the tank and, and got a great draft pick and maybe would have taken a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or whatever, but that was not the route that they decided to go. They wanted to try to bring in quality talent, as much quality as they possibly could, and really compete and have that kind of winning mentality, the winning habits that you build when, when you expect that over the course of time. And so it'll be interesting to see how it works out for the At Bucks. the cost of picking lower exactly, in the draft exactly, exactly i'd rather win seven games and get the eighth guy or do you want to win three games and get the second or third guy mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. a very interesting mm-hmm. perspective it can and work you know out what? both ways you know it, it has worked out for teams that do go in the tank and get a great franchise player and then they're they're back to respectability but it can very easily not turn around so quickly and so it'll be interesting to see how it goes for the bucks and, this and year. how do you keep your locker room if you go ah we're going to tank we don't care about right, winning exactly, this exactly. and what coach has ever said this is not the most important game of your life. Every week it's going to be that way for the rest of your career. Well, yeah, to keep your eye on the trade deadline with them. I mean, if all of a sudden they're offloading, like maybe the L.A. Rams are, yeah. now that Cooper comes out. Mike and, Evans. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you start looking, looking at it offloading Chiefs guys, could use a wide receiver. And, and how many teams right now, Tampa, couldn't do anything even if they wanted to because they don't have any money right now. Right, they're, 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 they're in the hole. They, that's another reason you'd offload is to get some of that money off the books here. Uh, one other game, there are a lot of big games, and we'll touch on a couple more that I just want to bring up, and that's Green Bay at Chicago. Uh, only because, again, next week you're going to have, you know, uh, a chance to see this Green Bay team come in here to Atlanta, and we're going to get a first real look at Jordan Love as he's starting quarterback. And, and some of the reports are, and, and by the way, later in the year on New Year's Eve day, we'll see the Chicago Bears in Chicago. But first to Green Bay. Next week the Packers come in here. I don't know what to expect out of Jordan Love. Uh, they, they're saying big things. They say, hey, you know, we went from Aaron Rod- I, from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now we're to Jordan Love. I mean, I, I don't know if that is a thing or not, but they're at least excited in Green Bay. They're saying it. Now, we haven't seen it. I don't know what Jordan Love did to uh, earn all-pro status in the preseason. I'm still waiting for that. I don't know. You know, it's so funny. I was actually looking at Jordan Love's numbers in his career compared to Desmond Ritter's, and when you look at their college numbers, I mean, uh, Jordan Love played at Utah State. Desmond Ritter played at Cincinnati, so neither are these like big programs and big conferences. And, and Desmond Ritter's numbers are, are just better, well, but better Des- across well, hang the board. On. Desmond Ritter did play at a peach ball against Georgia and in the college football yeah, playoff. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, Desmond Ritter was a more successful college quarterback, I think, by, by pretty much any metric you put up there. So, it, so it's interesting to me. Gardner, right, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Def- 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 but even if you look at just like the interception number, like Jordan Love threw more interceptions in college than Desmond Ritter did, and Desmond Ritter started, I think, like 13 more games or something. So it's interesting to me that, right. that you hear that national media, especially saying, that, you know, oh, there's some sneaky upside in the Packers passing game this year with Jordan Love, but you don't hear anything about that with the Falcons and Desmond Ritter. But I think that's just the fact that the Packers are a national team, you know, that, that, that national pundits are more interested in. And there, I think there's an expectation that the quarterback is going to play well there because they've had such great quarterback play for so many years. Yeah, and all of it for naught if the defense can't stop anybody. Yep, exactly. So we don't know. What do you think, John? Are you, you excited about the season in Green Bay? Well, I'm not a Packers fan, so no. I mean, generally, broadly, don't care. Uh, and I would like the Falcons to win the game next week. Matter of fact, 
uh, as they go to Detroit in Week 3. I really hope the Falcons are 2-0. and The uh, schedule is brought to you by Orchard. Don't step on me now, Harper. Orchard makes uh, a guaranteed cash offer for your home, and it sells for more. You get the upside at Orchard.com. One other game I want to touch on, kind of an interesting, sneaky big game today, San Francisco on the road to Pittsburgh. Uh, a lot expected out of the 49ers. Uh, now suddenly I think a lot more expected out of the Pittsburgh Steelers in what will be a hyper-competitive AFC North. Uh, Nick Bosa gets uh, biggest contract ever for a defensive lineman. I mean, what, $175 million or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Uh, he's worth every penny, but, boy, that's a lot to invest in one guy when you're talking about a team that wants to make sure that they are going to stay relevant here in an offseason where the San Francisco 49ers, Joe, Botched this offseason to a great degree with that ridiculous trade that they made. I mean, they really, that that deal turned out to be, the Trey Lance trade turned out to be, so, Miami got three first-round picks. Yeah, yeah. For, and you tra- traded yeah. it for a fourth-rounder. Yeah. I think that you could actually second-guess a lot of John Lynch's decisions uh, in, in, in San Francisco that maybe have not gone as well as, as people think. Or at least they've been covered up by a lot of the, the good stuff that, Kyle Shanahan has done there and just the success that they've had with, with some of the deals that have that have panned out well. But it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out long-term for San Francisco, especially when you get a, such a big contract on a player like Nick Bosa. When you pay him that kind of money, he has to be a game wrecker. You know, he has to be like what a superstar quarterback is for an offense. He has to be that for a defense. And, you know, we'll see if he's able to do that this week against the, the Steelers, who I think is one of the most slept-on teams in the NFL. I think they could be really, really good. They've got two dynamic wide receivers, and Kenny Pickett is looking and like he could be a really good quarterback. Back. A couple dynamic running backs if you add Jalen Warren into the mix. So, um, you know, it's interesting how, you know, Kenny, Kenny Pickett looking like a really good quarterback coming from what was supposed to be a weak quarterback class, the same one that Desmond Ritter was drafted in. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. My opinion of this is Mike Tomlin revealed his hands couple weeks ago in the preseason he didn't care most of the falcons as we know Mm -hmm. were in sweats yeah most of the falcons every one of the pittsburgh steelers was in uniform except for cameron hayward and i'm telling you right now they wanted to win that game they wanted to win it badly and i think they wanted to set a precedence it doesn't matter we're going to play at least a quarter we may even play a half and we are going to get ourselves ready mike tomlin in my opinion is getting that team ready to win the division and go deep into the playoffs i think he revealed his hand there and good for him for wanting to do that. That's fine. Yeah, that's but, good. I think maybe the most fascinating division, if you think about it, with you know people talking up to Sean Watson, I'm not so much buying into Cleveland this year, not with Joe Burrow, not with Lamar Jackson back in Baltimore, and, and now, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fascinating division to watch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the a- the AFC in general is makes – the NFL season so fun because every week, like we get Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers this week. Every week, we're going to be getting a, some top quarterback matchup. When you think about all these guys, they've got stacked up in the AFC. It's going to be so fun. And thankfully, the Falcons get to avoid a lot, of, a lot of that top competition. It is the Wait for Tailgate Show. Waitford.com bringing you the uh, Wait for Tailgate Show. John Fricky, Harper Labelle, and Joe Patrick. We are on Northside Drive, across from the brand new big old tall Hilton here, just catty corner to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Come on by. Starting to smell the burgers. Yep, starting to smell yep, the hot dogs. Yeah, starting to smell all this tailgating. It's all up here. We got the W sauce. We got, you know, stars here. V's here. I mean, we got everybody here. And people popping up tents. It is looking like a football Sunday in Atlanta. When we get back in a moment, we'll update you on the injury status of both teams. And there are injuries for both teams. You need to know about them more as we continue with the Wade Ford Tailgate Show on this opening day on Sports Radio 92 of the game. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.